Hi everyone, welcome back for another blessful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I'm your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 187. This week's message is, The goodness and love of my shepherd follows me forever. Hello everyone, hello, thank you, thank you, and welcome, welcome to another blessful, blessful, week of encouragement from the word of god uh this is a new episode for us uh for another week and i am very grateful to be able to bring forth uh another encouraging message unto you uh i'm always excited i'm always humble because god has blessed me not just another week you know to see go past but each and every day that has compiled to become that week and you know i say this a lot and you've heard me say this and i i I say this to people you know outside of the podcast uh outside of recording the podcast and that's that each and every day that we're thankful for that day that come forth because if we don't receive any other blessings in that 24-hour period let us do understand that we have already received the most blessful blessing of them all. And that is life. That is life. Because you see, without life, there's nothing. There's no opportunity. There's no moments to go forth and do anything or to be received of anything because you don't exist. Amen. So, my brothers and sisters, uh, this week is, uh, is <laughs> this week has been grateful unto me. Um, and I, I say that in spite of things that may have gone wrong, in spite of that which I may have not been receiveth of, been able to lay my hands upon and come into my possession of, uh, even things that I may have not been able to do or help others do, I still look at this passing week as being a grateful and blessed week unto me. And as I just got finished saying just a couple of minutes ago, it's because I've been able to witness each and every day up until this point. I have life. And, you know, sometimes we lose sight of the biggest thing, you know, uh, the one thing that will really keep us centered, keep us focused, keep us in that uh, in, in, in positiveness and in peacefulness and not allow us to get so stressed out and worried and bogged down and in depression. Because we sit and think about so many things that's going on, you know, we got this situation going on, we got that situation going on. And, you know, we're challenged by this, we're challenged by that. We haven't even conquered the challenges from the day before and then we wake up and we got new challenges we go to sleep with new challenges and we sit on the side of our beds when we wake up and we we with our heads on you know our hands on our heads and we sit there and we we we, we're in worryation frustration we're weary because we're trying to figure out how we're going to get through this one situation we're trying to figure out how we're going to combat this one challenge but my brothers and sisters, what we fail to understand 
is that we're already victorious. We're already victorious and we're held high in that of victory because of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. We're victorious through Him. See, the Word even tells us that we're more than conquerors. But see, we overlook that and we don't really take hold and we don't have the true perception of that. We must walk as conquerors. Not just always have a mindset, but you also must walk as a con conqueror. And you say, well, my brother, my brother, what do you mean we got to walk as a conqueror? That means that you cannot allow anything to interrupt your flow. Now, you say, well, that's almost impossible. In some degree it is. But then also in some degree it's not. Now, because I'm not talking about a carnal walk. I'm talking about a spiritual walk. You see, when you keep your mind focused and allow yourselves to be truly steadfast on that of the Lord. Because what does the word say? The word says he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed. So if you got so much going on, but you say, you know what? No, I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to the Lord. You pray about it and you release it. You leave it alone. You keep your mind on the Lord. Say, I know that you got me. I know that I can do all things through you, for you are the one that strengthens me. I am a conqueror, and I should not be dismayed, nor should I have a heavy heart. Because you have already conquered the world. So there's no need for me to be dismayed or for me to be, be weary in my heart over the things that come forth or the trials and tribulations because you have told me that you have already conquered the world. So if you already conquered the world and I live in you as you live in me and the Father lives in you and I live in then why am I Walking around weary. You see my brothers and sisters. We must begin to. Pet our own selves on the back. We must begin to lift our heads up. Through that of the word of God. And now let me. Let me say something real quick. When I say. Pet our own selves on the back. I'm not saying be so. I'm not saying be boastful. Let me just be plain straight out. I'm not saying be boastful. And. 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 and be egotistic and you know and have a big ego and you know as they say let your head get all big I, no i don't mean it in that way like that what i mean is that through the things that we do and the things that we we, we allow ourselves to be be acceptable to we must begin to allow ourselves to be acceptable to the things that will encourage us things that will lift us up edify us things that will feed into us will refuel us strengthen us not just physically, but spiritually and mentally. And the way to do that is through that of the word of God. Because the word of God will give us what we need to help us to be able to achieve that strengthening in our lives. And it will help us to stay focused because we will begin to perceive things a lot differently. And we will be able to perceive it in a way to where we can we can analyze it. We can break it down and get the true nutrients out that we need. Because see, your body, when you take in food, your body breaks that food down. 
and it takes the nutrients that it needs. It takes what it needs to survive and everything else is waste. Well, you must begin to analyze things around you in that same way. The word of God is always there. The word of God is alive, forever, forever evolving, forever growing. So the word of God, when you read the word of God, each and every time you go in and you read the word of God, you, you will get a different revelation. You will get different knowledge. You will get new knowledge. You will get you you you, so you will see some of the same, but you will get new knowledge. You get a new perspective on something. You get a new, you know, new understanding. When you take that, you allow your minds and your spirit to digest that, mold over that, and meditate on it, as they say. And as you're meditating, your mind and your spirit is soaking in that knowledge. And anything that is not for you is not going to be for you. Mm, my God. You must begin to be the same way in this world. Because you are not of the world. You may live here in the world, but you're not of the world. So everything that is taking place in the world is not for you. And you must take from it what you need to help you to survive, to help you to be able to be attentive and mindful and, and flow in that which you need to flow in. And I say this a lot of times. I tell people, don't be so caught up on things that's going on around the world. To the point where you lose focus on what you really truly need to be caught up in. And it's, it's, it's challenging. It is in place. There's so many things that's coming down the pipeline. Is, you know that it's ridiculous. You know. And, and I, I hear about stuff. And, I, and some things I see firsthand, And I just sit and just shake my head. And I just you know. And that's that. I just shake my head and I, I, I might give a little smile. I, you might hear a little chuckle laugh. And it's not that I see it funny in some ways. It's, it's a little amusing, but not amusing in a way to where I say, oh, you know, it's, oh, you know, I consider it to be everything to be funny, funny, funny. No, not like that. And amusing is because, like, I already kind of knew that these things were in play or that they were going to happen. And, and see, when you begin to do things to allow yourself to be receiveth of knowledge, you become woke. And once you become woke, you, you'll never go back to sleep. You'll never go back to sleep. Once you become woke, you'll never go back to sleep. It'll be impossible for you to go back to sleep. Um, but you got to be truly woke. Now, if you just peep some things and when I say peep I mean is that somebody say something to you and you just like oh I caught that hmm that makes sense but then you kind of like shun it off and go on about your day and you don't you know feed more you know don't don't seek more into it and don't allow it to feed more into you then you you just was temporarily woke you know but you must begin to allow the knowledge of God to truly work itself in you, to work its way into that of your life. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, have negative things to say about God. A lot of people have negative things to say about His Son, Christ Jesus. And 
there are a lot of non-believers, and there are a lot of there are some believers that are turning away from God for whatever reason. But one of the reasons is because they have come to a conclusion from that which they have heard, that which they have read, and that which they have seen that God's not real or that what's the point. I'm not here, nor will I make take this opportunity to sit here and try to go into a debate on whether or not God is real, not real, and try to prove that to you. I, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, what I will do is I will come before you and I will do my assignment. And that's to edify you, to encourage you, motivate you, and to bring forth that knowledge that it may be instilled in you. The knowledgeable wisdom of God. That's what I will do. Because that's me obeying my assignment. You know, doing what I have been assigned to do. It's not my assignment to go into a, a debate with you. On whether or not God is or God isn't. Or whether or not Christ is real or Christ is not real. Or whether or not the story behind Christ or the actual accounts of Christ is true. That's not my assignment. So I will not do that. What I will say to you is this. And that I have said this to a, a few other people in, in the past. If you are not a believer. Or you are a believer. Currently a believer. And you feel that you are being swayed. To become a you know non-believer. I will say this to you. Continue to live your life as that of a Christian. Continue to live your life as that as a good person. Being humble, having kindness, gentleness, courtesy, compassion, caring, loving, having humility for your fellow man, for your fellow woman. And I say that because what could it really hurt to just be nice to somebody? Granted, not everybody's going to receive it. That's that's true. They're not. People, regardless of how nice you be to them or what you do for them, they're going to treat you like crap. But that's not everybody. That's a hand. That's just you know. That's a hand 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 few you know few hand hand few of people. You know that's just. A few people, you know, that are going to do that. You know, not everybody goes and jump on that bandwagon. Um, but I say to you, live your life. Live your life as that which is laid upon your heart to live. You know that you are a born-again Christian, born-again believer. Live your life in that manner. If you say, well, you know, I'm not sure I really believe, I don't really take in or read into all this whole Christianity or God, this and God. That's, okay, well, look, okay, fine. You know, um, I'm not telling you not to, but what I'm simply saying to you, I'm putting this to you. I'm putting this challenge to you. Live your life right. 
anyway, whether you, you, you're a believer, you know, if you're not a believer, just live your life right. You know, just, just treat people nice. Treat people kindly. You know, be justful to people that, you know, you, you, you want people to treat you a certain way. You want people to do kind things for you and, 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 and treat you with some dignity and, and respect and be mannerable to you. Then give more of the same unto them. You know, because you, you, you know, the word even wants us and tells us that we are to do unto others as we desire them to do unto us. So if I desire you to treat me nicely, if I desire you to greet me with, with niceness and kindness, then I should be greeting you with niceness and kindness. If I desire for you to love me unconditionally, then, well, I should be able to love you unconditionally. And I've said this before, and, and I, I will continue to say it, because this is my take on it. This is what I've come to understand. It is impossible to love another person in that and with that of yourself. And when I say self, I'm talking about your flesh. Because the flesh is... It, it just will not love in the way that the word tells us and wants us to love. In the way that Christ loves. The flesh is not going to do it. The flesh is a temporary love. The flesh is a I want, I need right now type of love. You know, this is what I want. This is what I need right now. This is for me. I don't care about anybody else. That's the kind of love the flesh has. It's a I do this so I can get that type of love okay that's not an unconditional love unconditional love is that when you love someone unconditionally no matter what they do what they say what they try to do what they try to say and you love them without any expectations of getting anything in return that's unconditional okay you don't expect them you're not expecting them you know matter of fact that they're not going to love you back the way that you're loving them but you're loving them. You're pouring out that kindness, that generosity, that, that compassion, everything that the Lord has given forth. You're doing that with no expectations of them returning the thing, the same thing unto you. That's unconditional love. Amen? So, we're right now, we're in a day, we're in, we're in a time and age where People are being nonchalant when it comes to how they treat one another. People are rude. People are are disrespectful. People are uncaring. And, hey, you know, people are out there for themselves pretty much. And... If I tell you, well, hey, look, focus on you, that doesn't mean turn your back on people. That doesn't mean that. What it means is that focus on what you got got going on. Focus on what God has laid on your heart to do. Stay focused in that manner. And as you're staying focused in that manner, then you will be able to discern who and when and how you should help someone. You see what I'm saying? Because not everybody is in need of help. And you're not going to be able to help everybody. And especially in a way that they may need that help. Uh, but that's a topic for another day. 
But my brothers and sisters, we 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 we're we're in a moment right now. We're in a moment right now where we we need to be more mindful of not just how we conduct ourselves, but also how we're allowing others to feed into us. I I I meet people all the time. I run into people, you know, and. I'll share a word sometime with them, and sometimes I won't share a word. And sometimes I've had people share some things with me that has been helpful to me. And it's one thing that I've learned is that you're going to encounter people, and when you encounter people, it's not going to always be for the reasons that you may think it is. And and that's one thing that I've tried, I've, I've done through the years is really allow myself to be open-minded when I meet new people, especially when it comes to females. And the reason being is because uh, as a man, and, and, and fellas, hear me out when I say this, as a man, you cannot always have the mindset that every woman you meet is meant to be a particular, a, a particular mate, you know, or, or, you know, a, a, how they say, um, it's not to be, you know, a mate. You know, that that's that's not you you can't have that mindset all the time that every woman you meet is, you know, a possible mate. You you can't have that mindset. Um because if you have that mindset you're gonna wind up missing who you really truly need to be focusing on. Um but not just that, you also will miss what God is aligning or has aligned for you to be receiving of in the moment that you are needing it. And what I'm meaning by that is that you can be going through a situation and God is releasing his provisional blessing unto you. But your mindset is thinking you see this female you're thinking that oh okay she's nice you know and you're thinking about asking her out dating or whatever you gotta allow the spirit to lead you because what God is getting ready to do for you could be through that woman and that could be the reason why that woman is there. Y'all met each other. And it could be that that woman is, is there to either just release a word over your life. To show you something. Or to help you with that which you're, you're, you're supposed to, hear what I say now, supposed to be doing for God's kingdom. Or that woman's there because she's in need of your help. She's in need what God has laid on your heart. You understand what I'm saying? So you can't always look at every female as a potential mate. You can't do that. Uh, I've That's something I've learned. Because, I mean, let's be honest with each other. You know, come on, fellas. You see a female... You, you you know that goes across your mind that oh well you know she looks nice she's, she you know she looks nice 
Now, you may not stand there and be like ga-ga-ga over her, but you, you know, you notice her. And so when that moment and opportunity that y'all do meet, y'all speak to each other, whatever, and, you know, in your mind, you want to ask her out, or you want to ask for her number, you, you know, you're trying to, I'm going to tell you right now, just let what's going to come, come. Okay? And do that in that of discerning in the spirit. And what I mean by that is, conduct yourself in the manner of that of a godly man. And allow whatever God has released and put in place to be beneficial to you through that woman. Allow it to take place. Because if that woman is there, like I said, to help you with whatever project that God has laid upon your heart, whatever your vision God has released unto you, then you're going to miss out on that opportunity. You're going to miss out on that blessing of help if you sit there and try to make it something that it's not. And that'll be that'll deter that person. And then that person is not going to help you because that person is going to feel that they're going to be uncomfortable. You know, because they are probably already uncomfortable. And the only thing that's getting them to go through with what it is that they sense in their spirit to do is because their spirit is showing them that it's okay. The spirit is letting them know that it's okay. But their flesh is going to be a little uncomfortable. And they will stay uncomfortable until they can sense for sure that, oh, okay, we, this, this is cool. This is good. But if you start coming off in them the wrong way, they're going to back off. And, 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 and in some cases, unfortunately, they're going to back way it off. And you're going to lose out on the provisional blessing that God has put in place for you to be receiving of. Now, my sisters, now this is for my sisters. The same applies. The same applies to you. Be mindful of guys that you encounter. You know, don't don't think that every guy is wanting to get your number. Every guy is wanting to take you out of lunch. Every guy wants to buy you a soda pop or whatever they, you know, the the most popular trending drink is right now. Um. Now, if you're talking, y'all meet, whatever, you know, click off of something, you know, and he says or she says, well, you know, hey, listen, um, I'm very interested about what you're, you know, what you're saying and um that's becoming a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart right now and i would like to talk some more about it and and see what you you know what you you know you've come up with can we um get together in fellowship another time now if you hear that come from that person man or woman conduct yourself like i said in that of a godly man or godly woman and Respond back to that offer and say, you know what, I would like to do that. Yes, I would like to fellowship with you another time and, and discuss, you know, such and such and such and such. And you meet with that person again. You set up somewhere that's that's mutual, somewhere that's nice, where both of y'all will be comfortable. Both of y'all won't feel intimidated or feel like, you know, hey, I, I'm here with this person and I don't know what's going to happen type thing. You know, meet in a public place, somewhere that's, you know, like a cafe or you know, or something like that, you know, where everybody go, you know, this popular Wi-Fi hotspot or something like that, library or something, somewhere, you know, that's nice and 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 and, and comfortable and, and mutual in that of both of y'all being there as a man and a woman. It can be the church. 
you know, if your church opens up like that and allow people to come and be able to fellowship and be able to pray, then you can meet at church. Um, but do that and allow what God has put in place for you, my man, my woman. Allow it to happen. You get what I'm saying? Because it's not always about relationships. It's not. And that's something I learned through the mm, through the test of time, through the time of the days that have come forth in my life, I have learned that crucial bit of information. That crucial bit of knowledge. And I always thought to myself, I said, man, there's a reason why you encounter people. I've always had that thought in my mind that there's a reason why that a particular person, you know, comes into your life at a certain time. If you ain't never wondered that, like, man, why this person? And y'all click like that. Y'all just start talking about a particular thing that's near and dear to your heart, that's strong in your spirit to want to do, and you know you need to be doing it. And this person comes along, and all of a sudden, this person's talking to you about it, and y'all click about it, and, and you know, and then y'all start talking about how, you, you know, you're thinking about doing this and doing that. And you keep it pure. You want to tell me you ain't never sat and thought, hmm, now why now this person? You ain't never thought that God, listen, God will place people in your life. Hear me what I'm saying now. Provisional blessings does not just mean monetary. does not just mean food sources. It does not just mean housing. It does not just mean cars. Yeah, my God, listen to me, listen to me, brothers and sisters. Provisional blessings can simply mean God will release a word unto you. He will show you a vision. He will even position someone to be encountered at a particular time in your life. Because see, God already knows what you're going to go through. He knows a moment exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, when you're going to go through something and encounter something. And he will position someone to meet just at that moment. And you will encounter that person. And if you allow things to flow like they should, that person will help you in the midst of your troubles. That person will help you in the midst of your weariness. That person will be right there. In the midst of your understanding. You understand what I'm saying there my brothers and sisters? So let's. Let us. Hmm, my God. Let us not be so. I don't want to use the word I'm, I want to use. But I think at this moment that's, that's about the word I can think of. Let us not be so stuck up. Because we, 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 we get stuck up as Christians. And we get. Oh, high and mighty. We get on our high and mighty horse. You know, we get on this high and mighty Christian horse like we better than anybody else. And we even see ourselves sometimes being better than our brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on now. Really? Just because you do things and, you you know, you may have one or two more assignments in, 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 in church than another person has. Or you might be on, a, on the most popular ministry. You're part of the most popular ministry in the church. So now you're better than everybody. You are just another part of God's body, of Christ's body, a part of a, 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 a member. That you, you, that's, that's who you are. 
the hand needs the feet, the feet need the hand. The nose needs the hand. I mean, come on, people, God. Come on now. The word tells us all that. So, and the word tells us that no one part is more important than the other. So, if we can't come together as 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 men and women of God and a part of the body of Christ, then how we expect to get the world unbelievers to come together? How we expect to get them to come to come to, to give their life to Christ if we ourselves can't even come together as a body and we can't present ourselves as one? How can we really? We get, and I see this a lot when it comes to different ministries. Okay, you have a good, you, you know, you're a part of a good ministry. You know, the ministry that you're a part of, the church that you're a part of, you 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 know, y'all y'all got five thousand members. You know, so every every time the, the doors open for service, you know, y'all got five thousand people walking through that door. That doesn't include visitors. Okay, that's wonderful. That's great. But don't allow yourself to get so much on your high mightiness that you don't come down and bow down to someone that is less fortunate than you. Someone that may attend a church that only has 10 members. 20 members. Don't, don't like, shun yourself at, don't, don't do that. Don't throw your nose at them. Don't roll your eyes at them. Don't do that kind of stuff because you. Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. When you do that, it's like you're doing it to the Lord. Because that is part of the body of Christ. So it's like you're doing that back to the Lord. It's like, huh, whatever. You 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 know, we might be all Christians, but huh, we got it going on over here. At New Bethel AMNC and C Church, Church of Christ. Well, you know what? Listen, that's wonderful that y'all got it going on over there. But you better check yourself. We and we wonder why people get turned off by the church. We wonder why people stop coming to church. It ain't always because they don't got back in the world. It ain't always because of that. And we as Christians need to understand that, my brothers and sisters. Now, now, now I know you, you probably think, say, well, brother Tim, what all this got to do with encouragement? What all this got? I'm encouraging you right now. <laughs> I'm encouraging you right now to do what you're supposed to be doing as a disciple of Christ. And that's truly not just spreading the word of God, the gospel of Christ, but then also you must be treating it in loveness with that of your brother and sister in Christ. So I'm showing you, uh, I, and let me explain something to you. It, it, it's not going to always be easy. It's not. It's not. It truly is not. And it, if it was easy, then you could do everything by yourself. You wouldn't need God. You'd been undid it. Everything be flowing, everything be wonderful, and you know, and hokey dokey, as they say. But 
It is impossible to do it by yourself. That's why you must flow in the love of that of Christ. All these things that are going on in the world. And we want to alienate our brothers and sisters in Christ. Why? Oh, they go to that church that, you know, you know that church down on the corner, girl. You know, that, that, you know. Okay, so they go to St. Paul's or St. Andrew's or St. Peter's or St. Come on now. But they're Christians. We're serving the same God. We believe in the same God. We believe that the Son of God was crucified and, and laid to rest and rose on the third day. But we all believe and we have an understanding and it's true and dear unto our hearts. But we sit there and bicker and moan because you go to a building that's different than my building. Your your your, your name across the, the doorpost is different from the name across the doorpost of the church I go to. Your pastor is different from my pastor. Your pastor bring forth the word of God differently than my Your pastor is People of God, come on, stop it. Just stop it. I get it that everyone has their, diff their different beliefs when it comes to the Word of God. Everybody has their different interpretations of the Word of God. But the different interpretations or the different understanding or the different revelations that you get from that of God's Word when you read it does not mean that you go off and say, okay, since I got a different understanding of what you got, I, I don't agree with the way you say what the word says. I'm going to go over, and over here. and Let's stop this, okay? I look at it like this right here. And I know I'm going to get, I'm, I'll probably get some slack on this right here when it comes across somebody's ears that, that have something they want to say. I know I am. I just know I am. But hear me out. I used to always wonder why there was different churches. I used to always wonder why you got a Baptist, Pentecostal, you know, you got Methodist, you got St. Paul, St. Peter, St. Andrew, St. 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 First Church of Christ, Second Church of Christ. I, I used to always wonder that. and But what I wondered the most was the different ones where St. Peter, St. Paul, St. this, and then, you know, Catholic, and this. I understand different beliefs. And I understand some are more extreme, as they would say, as that's the word that is used there. Oh, well, you know, Catholic is more extreme. And then some people say, no, Catholic is a little bit kind of laid back. Or they over here, they're a little bit more extreme. Or over here, they're a little bit kind of laid back. And they say, okay, it's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. Uh, over here, they say, no, you ain't supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to do this. And over here, they say, oh, you know, uh, you ain't supposed to celebrate uh, the Sabbath on this day, the Sabbath is on that day, or this and that, whatever. Okay, and listen. We can come together and say that your God is my God. The Son of God I know was laid to rest. He was crucified. The resurrection, he rose on the third day. With all power in his hand, he sat next to God on the throne. We know that his day of return is coming soon. We all can sit and open the Bible and we're reading the same thing. But because 
you don't agree with me. You want to separate and alienate yourself from me. I used to thought, and I still believe this, that if you find a different way to solve a problem than what I find to solve a problem, but we both come up with the right answer, then how does that make you, how they say, better than me? It doesn't. You just find a different way of doing it. But you came up with a, a correct answer. Just, and I also came up with a correct answer. This is my thing. Why can't we come together and be teachable unto each other? Isn't that how you gain knowledge? Isn't that how you become wise? A why uh, listen to me. Oh my God! Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> a man that is wise does not just become wise by reading and paying attention alone. He come. He becomes wise because, in his efforts or her efforts to listen, she or he is humble enough. To receive understanding from another person and see that understanding and be able to discern in the spirit that that understanding is knowledgeable. So, therefore, they will retain that, that knowledge from that person. And that will become part of their knowledge, thus furthering them in development to being wise. But see, we... we <laughs> We want to sit and claim ourselves to be wise and noble and all this without anyone else's process towards knowledgeableness. We we want to become all knowledgeable on our own. We don't we, we want to say, Oh, I you know I I you know, we want to walk with our heads up high and you know, because you've read the Bible more times than I have. And you can sit and quote six scriptures from different, you know, books in the Bible. And you might even be able to give a breakdown. But you're going to look down on me because I don't quote scriptures. Well, I only have one thing to say about that. And that's this. That's me. I realize that that's me. I don't see it as a weakness. I know some do see it as a weakness. But I don't see it as a weakness. If I read the Bible and get the understanding that I need and that what God's want me to get, why does it necessarily matter? Now, I know you'll say, you'll argue with me on this. And you'll say, well, oh, no, because, you know, when you're talking to someone, you're supposed to be able to, you know, quote a scripture to them. You're supposed to be able to share the word of God. with you can share the word of God with them. Everybody has a different way of doing it. Everybody is blessed to do it differently. Not everybody's going to be the same. Okay, I can go and win a soul without sharing that one scripture. Okay, but I can I can speak what God lays on my heart to speak to that person and that person will perceive it, receive it and give their life to Christ. Now, am I saying it's not good? It, it, it's no good to read. I'm not saying that. I never said that it is. It, 
it's no use. I didn't say that. I just said that every what I'm bottom line what I'm getting to is that everybody makeup is different. Everybody's understanding a way to understand is different. You're not gonna perceive things the way I perceive things. And then once you perceive it and receive it and you receive and you draw and soak that knowledge in, when it comes time to present that knowledge, to assert that knowledge, you may not necessarily assert it in the same way that I assert it, nor I in the same way that you. But as long as we arrive in the same conclusion and get the same results, then why are we getting upset with one another? My brothers and sisters, we're in a time right now where this nonsense between us got to stop. Because God is wanting all of us to do what it is that we're supposed to be doing according to our assignments. You ain't got time to be sitting there bickering and moaning, you know, between and having this wedge stuck between you. Because, oh, you know, them over there, you know, they, they Methodists, you know, they, they believe this, that, 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 that. But. You want to operate in that of the disciple of Christ, which um, number one, if you correct me if I'm wrong, number one command was to go forth into the world and spread the word of God. Okay, well, you want to go in the world and you you have spread the word of God. But you want to spread. You want to spread chaos. You want to spread division. I'm going to tell you something about division. Division, that spirit right there, that spirit, that's a that's a tricky spirit. That's that spirit, that's a conniving spirit. That spirit right there, man, that spirit will slither in, get in the mist, and will do things. It would use the very positiveness of that of the person to conduct its chaos and deceit and deceptiveness. Hear me what I'm saying. Okay? So, my whole point right now, and I'm getting ready to wrap this intro up so I can get on to the message. My whole thing of what I'm trying to get you to see right now, my brothers and sisters, is that we're in a time right now where we cannot... We cannot be conducting ourselves, nor can we afford to conduct ourselves in a way that we have been doing in the past. And what I mean by that is we cannot have this bitterness towards one another. Because I attend a different ministry than you attend. And, and, and the thing that's bothered me so much about it is not just that, okay, your church you go to is a different de denomination than the church I go to. Meaning that Okay, you go to a Baptist, I go to a Pentecostal, or I go to a Pentecostal and you go to a Methodist, or you go to a Methodist and I go to a seven-day advance, or either you go to seven-day advance and I'm going to St. Peter's or St. Paul's. And we're backing forth at each other. Okay, so that's not my, 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 my beef is not with that alone, but what's really beginning to irk me is that within the same denomination within the Methodists, within the St. Paul's, St. Peter's, St. Angel's, within the Catholics, within the Baptists, within the Pentecostal, within that, y'all are bickering and moaning each other. So you got Pentecostal bickering and moaning with Pentecostal. You're not getting along with each other. 
you got non-denominational churches within their walls not getting together with one another. So that's what I have a problem with. And, 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 and instead of... Mm, your position in that church does not make you any better than a person that goes around and cleaning the bathrooms. It does not make you better than that person. All it means is that that is associated to the gift that God has bestowed upon you and you are in that position. And once we begin to understand and have an understanding that everybody has a spot, everybody has a gift, and that gift is going to uh, be what places them in serving in the ministry. And we must look at one another as just as valuable as ourselves. That person who cleans the bathrooms, that person is just as valuable and more worthy than you yourself. But see, a lot of times we don't look at that like that. I'm going to tell you something. When I go out in public and I go to the restrooms where there's cleaning people, you see the cleaning people. Because sometimes you don't see them because they, they may come and clean at night when the, you know that, that establishment is closed. But sometimes during the day, like at the malls, you know, sometimes at some of the restaurants you may, you know, not that often. Because like I said, you know, restaurants, that's one establishment where, you know, they, 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 they clean when the doors are closed. You know, when they're closing at night, you know, when they're not open for business. Unless it's an emergency cleanup. Uh, but you go to like the malls, uh, you know, you go to like some kind of event or somewhere, you know, some of these places where they have cleaning people on standby waiting and they clean the, you know, clean the facilities throughout the day, all the, you know, all, every day and all day. Now, I've gone to, and I'm going to say the mall, let me, let, me, let me mention about the mall. I've gone to the mall and there was one incident. I was in the mall and had, went to, had to use the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. The bathroom. And in the process of using the bathroom, uh, it was time for that cleaning person, whoever was scheduled to clean the bathrooms in that particular part of the mall, it was time for that person to come and clean those restrooms to come by and check and see if there was some tighten up that needed to be done. So this person came and they closed off the restroom waiting while people would leave out and then telling people that were trying to come in, hey, you know, we're close for right now. I need to tighten up. And I hear this. And so as I'm getting ready to leave out, you know, wash my hands and get, you know, get ready. And I, as I was throwing away the paper towel and this person came forth, it was a female. And I said to her, I said, you know, she greeted me. I greeted her and I said, um, I said, I just want to tell you, I appreciate your service. I said, I appreciate the work that you do. And I said, you have a nice rest of your day. Now, I didn't do that just to seem all, you know, high and mighty and, you know, and seem like I just was a good person. I didn't do that for that. I do it because I understand what that person goes through. I understand the value of that person. And that's what I'm trying to get you, my brothers and sisters, to understand that each one of us and that of the body of Christ are just as much, if not, well, you're not more, but you're just as much 
worthy, you're just as much valuable as the next. And we must begin to treat each other, you know, in that way. Because can you imagine that if one person can get something done and two people can get something done, how much more can three people get done in that of the body of Christ if we come together? And that's why some ministries within the body of Christ are not don't function properly because you have a group of people who don't want to do what they're supposed to be doing. That's why the ministry don't function the way it is. And you, you may have one or two people that are really trying. You know, trying everything they, 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 they can. You know, they, they're trying to be humble. They're trying to just, you know, they're just trying to get along. But you got those few people who it's got to be their way, other highway, or it's got to be, or they just don't want to show up. Or they don't want to learn. And when they do learn, take the time to show up and learn something, they don't want to apply it like they need to and when they need to apply it. You know, that's that saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Well, that applies to, to people, period. I mean, you can teach a person something. You can you can hold a study class. You can hold a seminar. You, you, you can hold training classes. And you can present the material. You can do a hands-on. But they have to assert themselves in two ways. One, they first have to assert themselves to be, you know, to want to learn. So they got to do what they need to do to learn, to, to, to receive the knowledge and learn it and study it. And then number two, they got to assert the knowledge. So it doesn't matter if they sit and come to every training class and learn every bit of information in it. But if they don't turn around and assert it, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can't do but tell them, look, you either you either have to assert your knowledge or either you're going to have to get off the ministry. Because I can't have you just, you know, I mean, yeah, I appreciate, you know, that's a wonderful thing. You show up for every, you know, study class, you know, you, you, you're deaf for every training course, you on hand, you demonstrate, you, you assert yourself in that way. But when it comes to assert yourself with the knowledge that you have learned to really truly put that knowledge on you do nothing. You sit back like you don't know what's going on. And my brothers and sisters, as a leader, it's already a heavy burden upon you, that person, for the ministry to move in a way of excellence so that he doesn't have to constantly hear from the man or woman of God like, okay, well, you know, hey, what's going on? Why y'all this? Why y'all not that? Why you, you know, that, trust me. That's not something you want to do because it's 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 a very uneasement. It's not just a shame, but it's a very uneasement, you know, that you get on yourself because you feel you you feel bad because you're taking away the focus from the man or woman of God when they can be focused on something else. They can be focused on what they need to truly be focused on, and that's being received from God so that they can present to all the congregation what needs to be presented. So they can lead the flock. But they can't lead the flock probably because they haven't stopped what they're doing to address what's not going right with you. So as a leader, that makes you feel bad. I mean, if you ain't never been in that position, trust me, it's a very uneasy feeling. Trust me when I tell you that. It's a very uneasy feeling. But yeah, that's 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 a very uneasy feeling, my brothers and sisters. Um, it's a very uneasy feeling. So... That's why I'm, I'm saying to you right now, let us become truly as one in that of the body of Christ. 
Christ never said it was going to be easy. When he talked about trials and tribulations, my brothers and sisters, see, get, mm -hmm. thank you, Holy Spirit. When, when, when the Lord talked about trials and tribulations, he said, be not dismayed, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. He said, you're going to face trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, do not be dismayed. Do not have dismayment in your heart. But see, when he said, you're going to encounter when you're going to face trials and tribulations. He wasn't just talking about in the world. He wasn't just talking about outside of that of the church. He was also speaking of the church as well. Within He was talking about period. That means whether in the body of Christ or out of the body of Christ, you're going to experience some trials and tribulations. You're going to come through some rough spots. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, we, we we must rely on Christ. We must. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We must truly allow the love and the blessedness of that of Christ. To help us to come together truthfully as the body of Christ. The pastor, the man or woman of God, the pastor, the. The, 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 the preacher, the, the bishop, the apostle, the my brothers and sisters, they have enough on their plate. They can't constantly, constantly be watching over a bunch of schoolheads. And when I say schoolheads, I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about adults who are acting like they're still in school. Elementary, high school, middle school. He has enough for watching over you in a way to where to present you with the word of God. In hopes that your life will grow. And you will grow into who you are created to be. And you will see and catch on to what you need to catch on to. So that you yourself can be come independent in that of God now not independent from God but independent in that of God oh Jesus thank you Holy Spirit but my brothers and sisters sometimes we're not making it easy on them I see I don't know what why this this is something that someone needs to hear and it's helping me I'm not gonna lie to you because like I said, I, I was I was I was in leadership. I was in leadership in the church. And when I say that I've had moments where I was uncomfortable when my bishop, my man of God had to say something to me because the ministry that I have become charged over is not flowing in that of excellence, is not doing and something goes wrong. That's not a good feeling, man. And it's not, it's something that you really try to work hard on not experiencing. You know, you try not to experience it. But the problem with that is that when you have people that are not doing what they need to do, they're not asserting themselves. And no matter how you say what you say, no matter how you try to show them, no matter how much you try to present them, no matter how, how much you try to make available to them what they need to be better, they themselves must put forth the effort they got to show up you can have all the workshops you can have all the training you can call in all the structures and people that you want 
to come and, and teach you and show you and instruct you. You can have as many hands-on events as you want, but if they initially will not show up, and then if they show up, if they don't want to receive, if they don't do what they need to do to perceive that information and receive it, you get what I'm saying? That's why they got to assert themselves. Okay, and the second part of asserting themselves is once they have Receive the knowledge, receive it, and retain. They gotta retain it, and then once they have done that, they gotta assert it. And assert it means they gotta be hands on with it. They gotta step up and and use it. But if they don't do that, what are you gonna do? You want to find out, okay, why? You always want to know, okay, why is there something wrong? Do you, you not feel comfortable? You know, and you try to work with them to help them feel comfortable. You try to, you know, slowly introduce them into something and slowly and so they can build up their confidence so that, you know, and you pray for them, you pray with them. You, you, you have to do all those things. And you have to let them know, hey, look, I have an open door. If there's anything you have a concern about, anything you're uncomfortable about, you can come to me. If you want to sit down and talk with me and someone else, you are more than welcome to do that. We want to do whatever is needed for you to feel comfortable in a way that you'll be able to assert the gift that God has blessed you to use. But it doesn't do any good if we're continually feeding into your gift. You know, we're helping you strengthen your gift, but then you don't assert that gift. So we're trying not just to help the ministry, but we're trying to help you because we want you to prosper, we want you to be upstanding in the face of God. Because if you don't utilize your gift, then now you becoming you risk you risk the thing you risk you you risk the, oh my God let me slow down you risk the chance of becoming stagnant and disobedient before that of God. So my brothers and sisters, that's 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 pretty much where. Uh, I wanted to bring forth in the, in the beginning of this message, and I know it took a little longer than what I really wanted to. I try not to let these intros be that long, but I got to be honest with you when there's something that's on my heart to say. Um, and once I get flowing and bringing it to you, everything that needs to be spoken, it's going to be spoken. That's the bottom line. Um, this is not anything that I prepared to come forth and say. Um, I pretty much allow what is laid upon my heart at the moment that I begin with each and every episode. So that way, you're truly receiving what you need to receive. Because truly, yeah, I can get on here and I can, there's, there's a million things I myself can say. But I want you to be receiving of what God wants you to receive. I want you to be receiving of what God has to say. Now, I'm not sitting here claiming that I'm a prophet. I don't prophesize and all that stuff like that. But we all receive a word from God. We all have things laid upon our hearts to speak. We just don't. We just don't act upon it. So I want you to understand this. If you don't take anything away from this podcast episode here this week. If you don't take away anything that I just said in this last hour and that I'm about to say in the next 30 minutes, if you don't take anything out of that but this one thing, I 
want you to understand this one thing. Unity in the body of Christ. We got to have unity in the body of Christ. You cannot dislike someone because, oh, you think you're better than that person. Because you have a bit of knowledge that that person does not have. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to humbly submit yourself unto that person. And when you come to that person, you're supposed to present yourself to that person with that of humbleness and meekness and love. And you're supposed to say, well, hey, look, you know, I was noticing that it seemed like there might be a, a problem in this area or whatever like that. And you say, well, what I would like to do, I have a little bit of knowledge. And I would like to make myself available, you know, to help you guys out. Um, you know, kind of show a little bit and kind of talk about it and see if, you know, we can come to a solution. You have to humble yourself, people, man of God, woman of God. You just can't come off as, you know, a Mr. or Mrs. Know-it-all. Because you're going to rub that person the wrong way. You know, we're all men and women of God, but come on, we are walking around in fleshly vessels. And if you don't watch what you say, you're going to rub that the wrong way. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be real. You know, I know that as men and women of God, we, we shouldn't allow our feelings to get in the way like that. But it, 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 it does. It happens. Okay? It happens. And we're supposed to always be displaying ourselves as that loving, kind, humble, and meek man or woman of God and you can you 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 can get to the point and you can be stern without the attitude because I trust me it can be done because I as many times I've watched my bishop do it and many times he has given me a stern talking to it can be done but he's always done it with loveness kindness humbleness and meekness he's always done it and I know it can be done. We got to do this, my brothers and sisters. Because the world is watching us. The eyes of the world are on us. And, and I, I know you hear me and you say, well, you know, the world is always watching. You know, the world. Yes, they have always been watching us. But now they're watching us even more because they're looking at the things that are going on in the world and people are wanting to turn to the church, but guess what? They're not doing it. And why you think that is? Just think about it for a minute. Why you think that is? And I bet you can probably sit and think about almost five reasons why. Just right off the top of your head, probably why. You, I know you can think of at least two. So we must understand that, you know, hey... We got to get it together. Because, see, when that moment of judgment comes forth, it's not going to just be the judgment on that of the world, on unbelievers. It's going to be the judgment on believers as well. Granted, there are things that are not going to get changed overnight. You know, there are people who get saved and they don't, they don't get torn up. They don't get released or get saved or purged from that of all their sins overnight. Now, that is in no way a reason, a uh, free ticket to go and sin, 
But let's be realistic about the whole thing. Let's be realistic. Thank you, Father God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for the knowledge that I've been able to perceive and receive unto that of myself and been able to assert outwardly unto others. I thank you that you're purging me and working in me. And in one of the ways that you're working in me is to help me to do your will as well as purging and helping me to grow and helping me to Receive the things that I need to strengthen my knowledge of you, not only, but to also strengthen the knowledge of that of myself, of who I am, as well as whom I am. And to strengthen myself in that of the gift that you bestowed upon me. Not just in the physicalness of that gift to be asserted, but also in the authority that I have over that gift. That will allow me to be able to assert it along with the assignment that is given unto me so that I can complete that assignment for your kingdom. I pray the same for my brothers and sisters, that they're able to do the same. I pray that they're able to strengthen that which you have bestowed upon them and that they're able to assert it in a way that is so blessful, not just unto that of themselves or to that of their immediate circle, their families and their immediate friends, but throughout the world, Father God, throughout the ministerial territory that you've given unto them to be a part, to be in control of, to be ministering over, and that they will have an understanding that it's that territory that they are to nurture, to feed into, and to help prosper. Heavenly Father, we are in a time right now in our lives where there's so much taking place. There's so many things that are being done secretly. And then when they are revealed, we have no choice but to accept it. And we're, we're living in a world to where we have no trust whatsoever for that of our fellow man, for that of our a fellow woman it's a very brothers and sisters and that of the body of Christ that we're beginning to have no trust we're beginning to fall out of faith we're wavering so badly that we're dropping by the droves Heavenly Father I plead unto thee Let thy hand be raised that you may lift this spell from that of men and women of God, the body of Christ. Let this trance be broken. Let this foolishness of a spell that this world that Satan himself has sent forth, let it be cast down. Let the stronghold be loosened now in the name of Jesus. For that is said that whatever is bind in heaven is bind on earth. Whatever is loosed in heaven 
is loose. So Heavenly Father, I speak that this is loose. I speak that anything that has come forth and anything that is coming forth or shall come forth that is not that of you, that is meant to bind, to hinder, to destroy, to deter, to misuse the body of Christ. I speak it to be rebuked now in the name of Jesus. I speak the blood of Christ to be upon it now, to deteriorate it, to reveal it for what it truly is, that all may see, and that the spell that is cast will become null and void. I speak a cis and deceased order right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I stand in true joyfulness in knowing that it is done. goodness and love of my shepherd follows me forever. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, this is a little short passage, this is a little short content of scripture from Psalms. You know, David, I'm always amazed and I'm always truly brought into that of joyful heightened spirit when I read in Psalms. Because, because it, it, it's just the words that David has brought forth. Those words of edif you know, edifying, edification. Those words of motivation. The words of refueling. And, and just the way that they come forth. They're, they're, they're golden. And instilling the knowledgeable wisdom of the Father. And so, you know, I look at this little passage here, and he, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He said, I, I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. So he's basically saying, you know, hey, he, he, he got me to where, and no matter what's going on, I'm laying down in green pastures. You know, that, that's basically meaning translation. That means I'm laying down in blessfulness. You know, there's nothing going wrong. There's not, you know, I'm not laying down in filthiness. I'm not laying down in drama. I'm not laying down, you know, in weariness. I'm laying down in green pastures. I'm laying down in calmness and peacefulness. And then he says, he leads me beside quiet waters. He's been saying there's not a whole lot of chaos going on around me. He said, and if it is, the Lord has me in such a way that it does not bother me. 
He leads me peacefully. And then he says, he says, he says, he's refreshes my soul. <laughs> so in those moments of weariness, you know, when you when you just feel like, oh my Lord, man, I'm doomed. He refreshes my soul. My God. And he says, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. See, that's one thing about the Lord. The Lord is not going to lead you astray. He says in his word, he said, I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. So he's not going to leave you. And, and forsake you, he's not going to leave you somewhere that, you know, something bad is going to happen. My God. Because, you know, it's for his name's sake. You know, so he's not going to do anything that's going to mess up his name. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, see, <laughs> no matter what's going on, and no matter how dark things may get, no matter how evil things may get. David says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, see, I will feel no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. He said, I know that I got the mighty power of the Lord with me. So even though, you know, I may be in a moment of, of darkness right now, even though I may be somewhere where I know I got my enemies lurking all around me, and I may not be able to physically see them, but I know that they're there, and I'm in the midst of this darkness, this evil, he said, I, I, I will fear no evil. He said, because I know the Lord is there. I know that his rod and his staff. You know, the, it comforts me because I know that he got me. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He said, like, it's like you don't lay out a buffet. And I can see, this is how, see, David be, man, David bring it truthfully. And you have to read in between the words. David is saying, look, the Lord will prepare a table for you. The Lord will make it to where you will be so at peace in the midst of the chaos that your enemies will try to bring upon your life that you will be able to lay out a feast and not be bothered. <laughs> oh, my God. You'll be able to lay out a feast and not be bothered. No worration. No frustration. No stress. No depression. No fear. He said, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. He said, you're keeping me cleansed. You're keeping me purified. You're keeping me whole. Because you have anointed me. <laughs> he said, I, I, I'm good. He said, that which I have, it overflows. That's what he said, my cup overflows. That's what he means. He said, I, I am overflowing with abundantness. With abundantness. That's what abundantness is, is when it just overflows. I have. <laughs> he said, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David said, I'm going to dwell, man. Look, <laughs> y'all playing. But I know the Lord is my shepherd. And I shall 
like no good thing. And I'm gonna tell you something about that 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 word right there. That I would like no good thing. That little phrase right there. That's basically saying that if it's not good for me, then 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 the Lord is not gonna allow it to be blessed upon me. If it's not worthy to be bestowed unto me, see y'all got to look. At, oh my God, y'all got to look at things for what they truly are. See y'all think oh. Oh, well, you know, I must not be worthy to receive it. No, what you want ain't worthy of you. And see, y'all getting worried and getting all frustrated over that woman or over that man. Oh, I guess they don't see me attractive. No, it's not necessarily that. It could be that they are not worthy of you. You ever thought about that? And then, you, you know, you go out and you say, man... Man, I really wanted that night. That car, I really wanted that car. It could be a reason why you're not blessed to get that car. And it may not have nothing to do with God. It could be, oh, your finances wasn't in order. Your credit wasn't in order. You went to the wrong dealership. You used the wrong method. You said something you shouldn't have said. Oh, it could be a ton of things. You gotta stop being negative towards yourself. You gotta stop being negative towards that of your life and those who feed into your life. And vice versa, your life feed into them. You gotta stop being that negativeness of that source of negativeness. That 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 energy of negativeness. You gotta stop being that energy. Because see, however you're negative. That's going to flow to somebody else. That negative that negative spirit, that bad energy, that bad vibe, that negative vibe, that flows onto others. And it attaches itself. You know, there's something... That applies to regardless of what age you are. You got to even be careful when you're around babies, man. Because that negative energy that you have, that bad energy you have, it can attach itself. That bad spirit, that negative, that vibe, it can attach itself to that child. And that child will pick up on, that child can pick up on negative energy. You think I'm playing, you, you look at a baby sometime and... Do something that's positive and something that's just full of joy and energy and watch the expression on their face. And then do something that 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 that's negative, something that's like I don't want to say like evil evil, but something that just it, it's just full of negative energies, full of bad spirit, and watch the expression on that baby face. And watch and see if they don't look at you like, what the heck is <laughs> you know, give you that look like what what? Or they're just going to start busting out crying. Now, you can take that for what you want to take it for. But my hope is that you'll take it for what it truthfully is. Hear me now, because I'm going somewhere with all this. And I'm about to arrive there right now. I'm trying to get you to see how things are evolving around the world. 
And I'm trying to get you to see that as Christians, as men and women of God, as disciples of Christ, that we need to step up. We need to step our game up. We need to be more focused. We need to be more attentive. We need to grind harder on that of our gifts. And if there's a vision shown to us on how to implement something concerning our gifts, we need to be really on top of going ahead and doing that. You know, I know a lot of people get scrutinized because they do some things that are considered to be of the world. Oh, there they go. They're doing that right there. That ain't got nothing to do with church. It ain't got nothing to do with ministry. That's not of God. And da, 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 da. I'm going to tell you something. Now, I'm not condoning anything. I'm going to make that disclaimer right now. Disclaimer. I am not condoning anything that anybody does that is perceived to be out of that of God. Okay, and when I say perceived to be out of that of God, I mean that if anybody perceives it, you know, if they sit and say, oh, man, that ain't even of God what they're doing over there. And they, they trying to do this and do that. That ain't even of God. I don't know why they're trying to do that. And da, 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 da. Let me explain something to you. We must be careful of what we put our tongues on. Because how we know that God didn't speak to that man or that woman of God and release a vision to them and show them that do this. How we know that he did? We don't know. Right? Now, I granted, I mean, you know, uh, you know, let's go one step further. I know that there's some things out there that churches have done that have put out there and I you can say, oh no, that ain't that ain't God. <laughs> that definitely is not God. Um and I mean granted, yeah, it, it's 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 some things out there, that, you know, yeah. Um, but what I'm trying to get at is that God will show you some things that will help you with the, the, the assignment that he has given you. And if that assignment is to win souls, if that assignment is to uh, preach the word of God or teach the word of God, God will give you some things. That's why if you're watching, that's what I like about my bishop and there's other, there's other, uh, uh, uh pastors and and bishops and apostles that I've I've listened to and had the opportunity to, to watch and be in the presence of and I watch how they present their sermons their sermons present their messages and the one thing I like is I like a teaching bishop I like a teaching pastor pastor I like the man and woman of God that actually truly teaches um and I like the way that they go about it cuz everyone that I've witnessed they do it differently. But the point what I'm trying to get to is that you watch what they use. You know, everybody say, oh, well, you know, they always using this and using that. They use what we call props, meaning that they will have something, physical item, or they might even use some brother or sister out of the congregation to give you an example. Because, see, I'm going to tell you something. We are visual, visual creatures. And we can really put two and two together when it's visual, presented visually before us. We can really get a, 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 a truly in-depth understanding or, or, or we can pick up the basics. So I've seen them do this. And I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> it's the most blessful thing to watch a man and woman of God 
take what the Holy Spirit is showing them and use it and present it unto that of others that they can be able to catch what the words in the sermon and the message is trying to bring forth. <laughs> it's a blessed thing. It's a blessed thing. So, my brothers and sisters, we are right now, we are, we're, we're in a time and age right now where we must begin to use what God has given us. And we can't sit and say that everything that you see someone doing is bad. Oh, they, 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 they in the world now, they do, they're using worldly, using worldly ways and using worldly you know, practices, they're using, they're using this, they're using worldly, 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 worldly. They're too carnal, they're too carnal. But then they're winning souls. Truthfully winning souls. Ain't nobody mishandling funds. It doesn't, you don't see a man and woman of God going out buying jets and driving two and three fine luxury cars, living on a mansion on the hill, eating out every two and three times a day. But you say they don't got too worldly. Well, like I said, I don't condone, disclaimer, I do not condone anything that anybody is doing that can be perceived to be outside of that of God. Outside of that of the church and the way the church is supposed to be structured and set up, I do not condone. I'm just giving you some facts. I'm just sharing with you that not everything that you see is worldly. Not everything that you see, it can be considered carnal that you see some of these ministries doing. You don't know that God didn't speak to them. You don't know that God didn't give them a vision or someone else showed them something that God said, hey, do this. And then they did it. And, and, and let me tell you something. Sometimes God reveals something to you. He's going to let you know that to be prepared because you're going to take, you're going to get some feedback on it. You're going to get some slack back on it. Sometimes He will let you know that. And you, you, whether it be that he will show that into your vision and he will speak that to you or either you will be able to sense that. But y'all don't want to listen. Y'all don't want to listen. My thing right now is, is I want to try to encourage as many people as possible. We, we must be receivers of the knowledge. We got to perceive it and receive it and allow it to be walked out in our lives. I look at my situation and I think to myself, man, these things that I'm doing right now, I'm in the process of working on. Why have I not completed it? Why am I not further along than what I am right now? And I thought about this the other day and now it comes back to me again right now at this moment. It's not always your fault that you're not that far along. And see, and we sit and we'll blame ourselves for some things. And I believe I mentioned this a few episodes back. You can't sit, stop sitting there blaming yourself. Stop. My, my sister said to me one time, and I, it was a situation that had took place. And 
I was talking, we was just having a conversation one day. We was just fellowshipping. And I shared with her. And she said, bro, uh-uh, stop, stop. I mean, before I could really get in, she said, bro, stop, uh-uh. <laughs> she said, stop. She said, uh-uh, no condemnation. She said, no self-condemnation. She said, no, we ain't doing that. And when she said that, I just stopped. And I took it in. I didn't say, well, sis, no, you got to hear me. No, no I, didn't, I didn't say that. I took it in. I took that, what she spoke right at that moment. I took it in. I received it. And I allowed to meditate. I allowed to soak in. Meaning that I truly received what she said. And I act upon it. My brothers and sisters, we got to stop self-destroying ourselves. And we as men and women of God, we do it a lot because we look at ourselves not being worthy. We look at ourselves as not honorable in God's sight. But you got to understand, God looked at us as he looks upon Christ, sanctified. You know, that was one of the things and that was one of the reasons of the crucifixion of Christ is to not just to free us of sin but to bring us before God once again pure purged and, 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 and holy and sanctified just as Christ and just as we were when he created us that was you know part of the plan as well it wasn't just for Christ to come down and you know save a few people here and you know heal some people here and make some you know you know, open up some eyes over here, make the blind see, and make the you know the cripple on the lane walk, and you know, and and and, rec and receive some repentance of of, of of you know of some not so clean people. Um, I'm trying to just use some some words. I'm trying not <laughs> I'm trying not to say some other words. So, um, but that wasn't just his assignment. His assignment was. In, 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 in freeing us from slavery to in turn bring us a whole 360 right before the Father cleansed and holy and pure and sanctified as we were first Adam created pure, sanctified, holy, unblemished unshamed okay and that's the whole, that was the part of the plan the whole plan but that was a part of the plan was to allow us to be back before him again so, just because whatever it is that God has laid upon your heart has not manifested in a way that you think or that you want it to manifest, or everybody thinks that it should manifest, see, because see, people will tell you what they think what God has given you should be, but don't nobody really know that but God, and then you, because God is not going to always reveal to you everything. He's going to reveal some things to you, but he may not always reveal everything concerning that, that what he's wanting you to do. He's going to reveal, he, he may just reveal to you a portion of it enough to get you started and give you an idea of what it is he's, you, you, you're, you're needing to do. But he's not going to, you know, he doesn't always release the whole thing to you. You know, and I mean, and when he does, People of God, man of God, anything that God does it is always for a reason. And trust me, it is always done in a way, the manner where it can be followed up. 
meaning that it can be supported. Now, you may not see the support. You may not see everything working in a great scheme of everything, but it's, it's working. The process is in motion. You may not see it, but the process is in motion. And the thing what you need to do and have an understanding of is that to do your part. And as long as you're doing your part, as you're supposed to, things are going to go along on the time matter. Things are. So if you if you say, well, God gave me a vision to do this and do that, but then you, you stepped out and you started doing it. And you say, well, man, it's been, it's been a year already. It's been a year already. And I haven't, it don't seem like I've gotten that far. It don't seem like I've come along that far. Um, but still, this need to be done, that need to be done. I'm going to tell you right now, there's two things you need to look at. One, and, and, I, and I say this because I want you to really get this because this is what I've gone through and I, and I go through it every time and every now and then and I always take a moment to really think about it and think about the whole situation and think about okay what's this what's that with that you know but first thing stop step back and breathe okay next thing you want to do along with that first step is you want to begin to analyze what you got going on. You. You know, you outside of what God has laid upon your heart, what he has given you a vision of. What do you have going on? And is it interfering with what God has laid upon your heart and has showed you to do? And if it is, then you need to accept the fight. And then you need to do what is needed to be done to correct that. Now, also, going into the second, going into, my God, going into the other half of that. It's not always God or the devil. And, and matter of fact, it's not God at all, really, sometimes. It, it, it's not the devil that is hindering you from finishing something. It's yourself. And you have to look at it like this right here. Now, if you already don't look at yourself without the gift, without, without the vision, you know, without what God has laid upon you to do, don't focus on that. Focus on you and ask yourself, what am I doing that could be hindering this? Then once you've done that, then look at what God has given you from beginning to where you're at. And say to yourself, and be honest now, what have I done, what am I doing, or what did I not do, or am not doing, that could be hindering me? Ask yourself that. And when you ask yourself that question, when you put that question to your thoughts, be honest now. Be honest. If the first thing come to you is that, oh, well, you know, I've been... Stagnant. I've been procrastinating. If you, if that's the first thing coming to you, be like I said, be honest and say, "Dang, yeah, I have been." And then ask yourself why. Look at why, and really analyze the, every time that you had the opportunity to do something. Analyze and ask why you didn't. Is it because you didn't know? 
you were afraid, you were nervous, you just didn't want to do it. That's why. And 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 with that, take that to God and pray about it. Because see, there are things that we ourselves cause that bring forth hindrance and bring forth bindings and the things that God has laid upon us to do. That ain't got nothing to do with God. Ain't got nothing to do with the devil. It's us. And then, yes, there's sometimes that the devil will work some stuff and we, you know, we get caught up and, you know, that's okay. That's a one-one win-win for him. You know, that's a one-mark-for-him type situation. But if God give you something, he's not going to do anything to hinder that. You're going to be the one that's going to do something to hinder it. If he give you a vision, he show you something, and he basically show you how to get started, he's not doing anything to hinder that. Why would he? He gave you the vision. He gave it to you a reason, for a reason for you to, 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 to pick it up and run with it. He didn't give it to you so you to start, and then it's like, yeah, watch this. I'm going to trip him up. Look at that. <laughs> and then laugh. No. God don't do that. God... <laughs> God don't do, he don't tease and prank. He's not going to do that. If anything is you doing it, someone else that's working, doing it, the devil himself is doing it, he, he's involved in it somewhere. Or like I said, it's just you. You're the one that's setting your own stuff up. You got to think about it. And then do what you need to do, you know, to address that problem. You know, do what you need to do to address that problem. But at the end of the day, my brothers and sisters, we we need to be in unif we need to be in unification with one another. We need to be unified as the body of Christ. We do need to be. Um, I know that we can be at church and we can see some things that come to happen, and we can say, "Man, what's going on here?" You know what I'm saying? We can say, oh, what's going on here? And we're not, you know, you're not with everything that takes place in the church. But my brothers and sisters, you're part of that congregation. And while you might not be into what is about to happen, you are still part of that body of Christ. Amen? You're still part of that body, which is part of the body of Christ. So, I'm going to tell you right now, do what you need to do to continue. Do what you need to do to continue in that of humbleness and meekness. That's in alignment of being a brother or sister in that of the body of Christ. Amen. Because we, we, we. We fall out so so much with those that are in the body of Christ. We fall out too much. We fall out, and it's, and it's usually because somebody said this, and somebody didn't say that, and somebody did that, and somebody didn't do that. And, you know, we point the finger so much, and we blame people so much. We... We just can't, you know, and, and, and even in a church that looked like it's unified, you got to, each and every member got to really watch it. You know, you got to be careful because Satan will just sit back sometimes and wait for a moment. 
we'll see if I can just wait for a moment. Excuse me. He will wait for a moment to to pounce. And he's not hiding. <laughs> not hiding no more. He's bold. Bold front and center. And he has all his all his dominions and his you know, all front and center. Waiting. So what watch pay attention and watch what I'm saying. Alrighty, my brothers and sisters, that notification was letting me know that I've reached that moment in the show where it's time for the spiritual food for thought to come forth. Um, the spiritual food for thought for this week is, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, just think on that. I want you to just think on that. Don't 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 get sidetracked by anything else. Don't allow your mind to go nowhere. Don't just think. Just just ponder on that for a moment. Okay. Once again, spiritual food for thought for this week. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now. This is David saying that the goodness and the love of the Lord is going to follow him every day. That's every day. He said, don't matter what the day like, don't matter how I get up, where I get up with a crook in my neck, a crook in my back. He said, the goodness and the love of the Lord is going to follow me. He said, don't matter if somebody running behind me trying to kill me. It don't matter if I got to go to war. He said, the goodness. And love of the Lord is going to follow. Wow. Excuse me, folks. That's that. That is truly just saying that I believe that the Lord is with me and that he shall protect me and keep me from all harm. And keep me in the moments where I'm weary, I'm scared, frustrated. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, that's a wonderful thing to think about when there's moments when you feel like there's nothing but just badness around you. When you feel like there's just no good at all, you know. Think about this right here. Think about this. Think about this one scripture. And, and just let it just resonate. Right? And, and, and and just think about it to the point of where whenever 
It's just peacefulness. Just pure peacefulness to have that. Pure peacefulness. Some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Psalms 23, 1-6 in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Psalms 23. That's 1-6 through six in the NIV. For more encouragement throughout the week, you can go over to Facebook and visit us there as Encouragement Daily Blog. We're also on Timber as Encouragement Daily Blog. Instagram as Encouragement Daily Blog. And here we are. On Twitter. Encouragement Daily Blog as well. And on Anchor, Encouragement Daily Podcast. So my brothers and sisters, we, 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 we're we out there. And so there's different avenues that you can go to to receive the encouraging word of God. But if you like listening to the podcast, and you really are desiring to be received of the word of God, that of the encouragements, the encouragement sense of it, so that you can stay motivated, that you can get, you know, be refueled, be instilled in that of the knowledgeable wisdom of God, then you are at the right place. And I say unto you, go over to anchor.fm, get yourself situated over there, you know, do what it is that you need to do in order to be able to receive notifications on a weekly basis about new episodes that are out and available from that of us, Encouragement Daily Plot. Encouragement Daily Podcast. And um, just sit back and wait for that blessed message to come. And you can be, you know, and, and, and be in joyfulness uh, to know the knowledgeable wisdom of God, to know the encouragement that comes forth. And, and I'm going to say this to you. I shared this with someone last night. I want to say this to you. You hear me say it every now and then. Position yourself somewhere where you have least resistance. Position yourself somewhere to where majority of those around you, the majority of that which comes to you is on a positive and a blessful and healthy spiritual vibe. Now, I know you can't totally, you know, I mean, it's going to, people are going to come at you. They're going to come at you. And people are really going to try to come at you. Thank you. My brothers and sisters, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Just, I'm just thinking about some things and just a few seconds of silence. That's that's really what I was doing. Just thinking about something. Um, once again, don't forget to. <clears throat> Don't forget to go over to anchor.fm. Look for us as Encouragement Daily Podcast. And go ahead and uh, do.
do what is needed to get signed up to be receivers of the uh, podcast each and every week. Uh, you know, just go ahead and sign up for those notifications. I appreciate the re- the support. I appreciate the effort and the time that you put aside to be receivers of the weekly uh, podcast messages. And I thank those who uh, are daily getting the devotionals, and you're you know you're being blessed by them. I pray that you will continue to stay connected so that you can be continuously receiving. And if you know anyone, that, do it. And they reach out. I, I really. Take the time. Take the time to give time to a fellow brother or sister in the body of Christ. Take the time to give time to a fellow brother or sister in the body of Christ. Because we're all in this together, whether believers or non-believers. We're all in it together, but I want you to really truly take that time to give time to a brother or sister. In that within the body of Christ. And don't sit and pick someone that you already, you know, pretty much in fellowshipping with. Let it be someone that you don't really hardly say anything to. Let it be someone that, you know, y'all paths may cross, but you don't really. And, and, and brothers, let it be that one brother that, you know, okay, hey, you asking me, you know, man, you know. You want to go shoot some hoops with me or, hey, you know, come over for, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm having, I'm hosting, you know, Sunday night football away at my, my place, you know, and I'm, I'm inviting you to come. You know, I mean, there are some situations where, yeah, you want to be careful with that. And I say, search yourself as needed. Um, do what's got to be done concerning those circumstances and situations. At the end of the day, thank you, Father. But as I get ready to close up, I want you to understand one thing that I'm saying here, and that's about unification. Unification. And then about not giving up. So, don't give up. Be unified to the end. Amen? Be unified to the end. And don't give up. That's going to be my time right now for this week. I thank you everyone for taking time out to be receiver of this message for this week. And I thank for those who are listening to it all the way through. Thank you for your patience. I know that, you know, the episodes, they they are getting longer in some cases, some weeks. I know that they are way over an hour. Uh, in some cases, way over an hour and a half. Um, I apologize, but at the same time, I don't make apologies for it. Because I'm pretty much allowing God to use me 
and to come forth with what is needing to become, you know, known knowledge unto you, what is needed to be released unto you so that you can be received of it. And if that means that it would take me 30, 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half for, for me to, you know, present everything to you, then, well, I guess that's the way it would be. And my hopes is that you will listen to the message in its entirety. Um, that you will, you know, hey, even if you have to, like, listen to 10 minutes here, 30 minutes there, and 40 minutes, you know, later. Um, it's my hopes that you would do that. And and that's, I'm, I'm asking that you would do that because I that's just how much I believe that... The messages that come forth, the words that I say, are important unto you to be able to perceive them, you know, so that you have that opportunity to perceive them, receive it, and be able to allow your life to walk it out. Amen. So, once again, thank you. I love you guys for for being blessful, um, diligently, and doing what is needed for you to prosper in that of knowledge. And I thank you for the attention that you're paying unto this ministry um, and the, the caring and the prayers. I truly appreciate that for everyone that's, you know, that has been there and uh, supportive from the beginning and are still here to be supportive. I thank you very much for all those that are coming on board now that are supportive and those who have been watching, you know, been listening uh, to the podcast and have been watching things take motion. Um, thank you. Just thank you for your support. I really, truly appreciate this. Um, my prayers for truthful prosperity in that of your lives. I pray that your minds are always open and your hearts are truly open to be received of the nourishing, encouraging word of God, our Heavenly Father. And that you will not allow anything to hinder, bind, complicate, destroy, misguide, or bring forth any drama whatsoever that you are unable to be in a position to perceive that you may receive the blissful, encouraging words of that of thy Heavenly Father, thy God. I speak the rebutance right now of anything that will try to keep you from being able to accomplish that. And I speak wonderfulness. I speak strength of Christ. Refueling you. I speak the mindset of that of David himself. When it came to him saying. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. He allows me to walk. Beside. Still waters. As he has already laid me down. And that are green pastors. My brothers and sisters. Be thankful. And allow your mind. Be truly. Focusing on that of the Lord. For he will keep you. In perfect peace. And until next time. We come together to fellowship. With that of encouragement. From that of the word of God. Take care of yourself. Keep your heads up. Always have joyfulness in that of your step. Be humble, be meek, and be patient. And work in unity.
not giving up. Amen. My love unto you, my brothers and sisters. Take care.